podcast today. It is Tuesday, April 11th, being beamed in from MPI World Headquarters. It is the one and only Alexandria Thomas. Hi. Sometimes when I talk, a lot, actually, oftentimes when I talk about you, I have, <laughs> we don't have the pronoun discussion here just because we, 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 <laughs> we don't. But I have to work your pronoun in when I bring you up. Because there have been times where people are like, oh, I'd love to meet him. <laughs> that happens all the time. Oh, it's okay. I well, know. When I, you say Alexandria, I, like it's easier. I don't call you Alexandria unless I'm pissed at you. You also have not caught on to saying my married name. You have struggled with that, I've noticed. You know what? It's not any kind of like subconscious jealousy. Oh, sure. Oh, it's, sure. It's no Freudian bullshit. You know what it is? What? It's what it's something that you know about. We've discussed before. Alexandria. Really Alexandria, your husband's name, Holland. <laughs> Correct. That's just, that's weird. Like, that's some backwoods Kentucky shit. It's, it is, it's, you know, some cultures do this. I think we talked about this, but some cultures, some like non-U.S. cultures take, when they get married, the wives take their husband's like entire name. So the wife's new name is their husband's like name, if that makes any sense. So I just took my husband's name, not by choice, but you know. And did I ever tell you that I, obviously my husband's name is Thomas. My last, my like maiden last name is Thomas. And because I've grown up a Thomas my whole life, I've always hated my last name. Always hated my last name. I'm like, Thomas is such a lame name. And then look at what I did. Yeah, I remember <laughs> we had this talk and that you were gonna you were gonna hyphenate. And that's been the confusion for me because it's like Thomas Alexandria, Thomas Holland. It, 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 a lot of Thomas is going on. Lots of them, I love them. Imagine if I uh, ever made the mistake of getting married and forgot to give someone my legal name and they'd be like, <laughs> after all this time, Eric Chase. <laughs> um, I want to talk about the star that's going to the land of stars. But first, um, I had coffee with Katie Moline today. How did that go? Lovely. As, as, as you might have expected, she is uh, she's one of us. She does not have... A lot of knowledge in the world that we live in, because mm-hmm. um, she's more numbers oriented. She is. Uh, she's an accountant. Um, she specializes in like auditing businesses and whatnot. But uh, it was mm-hmm. a lovely like uh, ninety minute visit at Black Kite. That's great. Oh, good. She seems like a sweet lady. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got. I was like, welcome, welcome to the, welcome to the party. Now I'm gonna stick mm-hmm. my nose deeper into your business. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, let's uh, let's dive into this uh, this 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 Toledo Star going to the land of stars. I will have this and play this for you, and you should easily be able to hear it. With the tenth pick in the 2023 WNBA draft, the LA Sparks select. Zaya Cook from the University of South Carolina. This is a special moment for you. What does this mean to you and your family? It means the most. Um, I put in a lot of work since I was six years old. I put my life to this. Um, my dad being here for me since I was a kid. Um, this is something I've dreamed of and I'm finally here. It's crazy. It hasn't always been easy. You have taken so many steps, and this year we saw you take a really big, important step at South Carolina. How did you do it? 
embracing. Um, once I found the beauty in my struggle and learned how to embrace my struggle, mm. things started to level out for me. Coach Staley taught me a lot. I would not be the player I am without her, my teammates, the freshies, and I'm just, I'm just excited. I'm ready to work. I'm just ready right now. The LA Sparks, that you know, they need guard play, and yeah. I think you showed you were so good in that semifinal game, the first half against Iowa. They could, nobody could stop you. Tell us how you bring that pace, that skill, and transition, particularly to the W. A lot of practice. Um, I'm ready to work. I'm ready to learn from some great vets. I'm ready to really lock in uh, to what needs to be done. Um, from talking to the to their staff, I fell in love with their staff at first sight. So I can't wait to finally get down there and just do what I do. Coach Miller, you heard it. She's coming. She's going to be amazing. And congratulations. Such a beautiful moment. Thank you. Thank you. How awesome was that? I'm so impressed by the wisdom, too. Like, I love the I'm ready to learn from some amazing vets. What was it that happened at South Carolina where she had to embrace the struggle? Is it Was she having trouble performing? Like, did she plateau? It might have just been the fact that, like, she was always the very best player wherever she was, and she gets Ooh. to this powerhouse program, mm. and all of a sudden she's got to work her way up. And, and to be mm. quite honest, she... So she was the, like the second best player on the team next to Aaliyah Boston, who was drafted number one overall. Um, mm -hmm. But arguably, Zaya was the best player for South Carolina um, in the tournament, and especially, as mentioned in that interview, in the last game. Like, she is arguably the only reason they had a chance in that game against Iowa, because she had wow. maybe her best game as a collegiate athlete. Good for her. It gave me yeah. goosebumps. I was thinking to myself, like, that's, you know, obviously you know, when she shared that she's been working for this since she was six years old, like that's a fact, you know, when you are a dedicated athlete, you are dedicated day in and day out, off season, on, like regular season, off season, there is no free time. Like there's nothing but responsibility and work that goes into it up to this point. And I was going to say that this might be her, this might be the biggest achievement she would ever get. But I think maybe the being an Olympian is probably going to be the next achievement of hers that we know that she's going to obtain but what do you think is bigger like getting drafted to the WNBA or being an Olympian I'd say an Olympian yeah but I think you can I, I don't disagree but I think you if she becomes like a, a, a quality starter in an all-star in the mm -hmm. WNBA that that becomes more than than the Olympic thing Oh, gotcha. Okay. I, I don't I, I don't know. I, I, I think it depends on the per I guess it depends sure. on who you ask. But yeah, I mean, congratulations. That is amazing. Um well spoken, thoughtful, humble. Yes. Um she yes. Looked, her dress Wise. was absolutely stunning. Stunning. <laughs> she's gorgeous. And My God. She's gorgeous. So you did see the dress, right? Oh, of course okay. I saw the dress. So this is where I wanted to take this. And I, I, I the WNBA has been more on my radar recently because I knew she was going to be there. Um, there are some Toledo girls that have been there. And then Natasha Howard, I think, went to wait. Um, I think uh, the, the networks like ESPN might have pushed it a bit more. I, I mean, they're trying mm -hmm. to make the WNBA work. Like right. pe People aren't going to watch it no matter how good or bad it is if, if it doesn't have a platform for people to watch it. But I, I there has been one difference that I've noticed and I, I obviously mean no ill will with this. When I first moved to Detroit in 1999, our afternoon host was the uh, PA announcer for the Detroit Shock, one of, I think, the charter teams in the WNBA. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like... Back then, and you're talking like 25 years ago almost, you couldn't have a WNBA conversation without throwing the L word out. 
Lesbian? Yeah. <laughs> and okay. when I see some of these girls in college basketball, if mm-hmm. I see some of these WNBA players, I'm like, I don't care if she's a what what she's into. That is a stunningly attractive woman. And I oh, wonder 100%. if some of that and that just could be a cultural thing. You're on TV all the time. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got access to social media. So you want to look your best, even if it's when you're on the court and your eyelashes are out there making steals instead of your hands. It's, mm-hmm. It seems to have shaken that image from many years ago of, ah, oh, it's a bunch of butch lesbians. Oh, 100%. I mean, it depends. Obviously, you know, and there's some sports where just as, mm, how do I say this? You're right. Like, you have to say it eloquently, but like, in I would say football and basketball, the majority of men, men's football and basketball, you got a lot of black people playing the sport. You know what I mean? Like this in women's basketball, you might have a lot of women that like choose to date other women, like that identify with, it just is, it is what it is. But you do still have like Candace Parker, I think is married to a, a man and has children and a family. But Brittany Griner. Brittany Griner. Uh, Brittany Griner is married to a woman. Yes. Oh, I'm so so sorry. 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 My yeah. So, but I'm direction. saying it's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. She. I don't know. A ho- like I see a lot of people talk about Zaya, and I don't. It's not that I don't pay attention. I just you know don't follow it as closely. So when I saw her um, dress, I was not shocked. I was more like in awe. I'm like, oh, that is. Stunning. I was like, yes, Toledo. Like, absolutely, you know, you're getting drafted overall, like, excellent coming from Toledo, but the fashion girl, thank you very much for representing. Like, thank you. But at the same time, like, those of us in the black community would put that on and go sit on our couch for Thanksgiving if we needed to. Like we we will we know how to turn out when we <laughs> when we need to. But I was really excited to see that. That was a she was stunning. She was, and uh, she's not the only one. And I think I talked this this out. It, it maybe it was some wanting to escape. We're not a bunch of butch lesbians with short haircuts. Right. Which, by the way, was that woman that I worked with. Um, and it was more so I want to look my best all the time because everyone can watch us all the time. So I will care a bit more how I look because it's the same thing with uh, with with dudes in the NBA because you can see their face all the time. Their fades or whatever will look the best at all times, and they'll get a haircut oh, every other day because unless you can, unless it's Ke- unless you're Kevin Durant. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. Sorry, Kevin is an interesting fellow. He um, is an interesting fellow. For, for as sensitive <laughs> as he is, he, he likes to joust a lot. You think some other things. But um, that's why, the, the, it, like, locker room walks from the, mm-hmm. the bus to the locker room is like a, 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 a fashion runway now. So maybe it's more always wanting to look the best than wanting to escape an image from years gone by of the WNBA. But I hope, uh, look, it's it's good content for me. I love talking about it, and I hope nothing but for the best for her. I don't know if she's going to be an all-star, but it would be great if she was. Are we going to give her a better road? Can we give her, like, uh, didn't she get Hill Avenue, like parts of Hill Avenue? I think so, yeah, across from Rogers. Are we going to give her a better road? Like, let's give her something different. Let's give that, her something downtown. That's where her school is, though. I know it. Last thing. Um, I have been pushing this for, like, two years now, and it, it finally seems to have resonated here a little bit because at long last, Jared Anderson, I think I've told you about him before. It's an all-sports podcast. 
Um, mm-hmm. Big time heavyweight boxer. Um, he is he's front. He grew up here. He and his mom used to work at the Zeff Center. Have moved to Houston so he could train. He just won a fight over the weekend. He said he wanted to be home to fight, and he will ho- he will headline a boxing night at the Huntington Center on July first. Isn't that the same yes. weekend that we have a bit like that's a big sports weekend for us, isn't the it? The Italian Bowl. Yes, I'm excited for that. Like I'm excited for what we have upcoming. But that's that's so that was what he. Um, sought out to do then, sought out to train and then come back and bring an event to Toledo. Yeah. Uh, if him. you want, look, look, like, I mean, like, he seems to have, he, he's a young kid. Like, his first time, I think he's 22, 23, like, his first time away from home. So I'm not going to knock him if he's not, like, all 419 all the time. Like, mm-hmm. Houston is a big, beautiful, cultural city. It's nice there. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty certain, I didn't see from this weekend. Every time I have seen a picture of his fight, there is a walleye robe. There are mm-hmm. mud hens trunks. So while Toledo might not be out of his mouth or on his socials all the time, he represents when he gets in the ring. I don't know. I feel like there's something to say about, and maybe because you don't come from one of these cities, but I personally do, those of us that have had pride in our city since we were teenagers because it gets shitted on a lot. So Toledo gets like, shitted on a lot you know even even in movies where they're like toledo you know and so when you're from that city and then you leave to go live somewhere else or to go do life somewhere else you have so much pride about where you're from i had that um but but philadelphia philly wasn't one of those cities where people like at least from my perception it wasn't one that people would like shit on you know it it, it got that you had to stand up for all the time it happens a lot because what city is 90 minutes north of there? Pittsburgh. Uh, that's that's west, young lady, uh, in like five hours west. New York, I don't know what's that. New, New York City? <laughs> literally, like the city up north um, uh-huh. al- always casted a shadow over Philadelphia. So I do yeah. get it. Mm. Yeah. Well, so, so, yeah. So, like, while he's really young, it doesn't shock me. Is what I, is essentially what I'm saying. It doesn't shock me. I thought of reaching out to a friend saying are you gonna go to this and have a suite because i would kind of like to go get me in on that what friend get me in on that i'll i'll tell you off um last thing do you want to cry to the real estate gods to maybe get a house no i'm not no it is what it is i'm not gonna cry about it i've even like i try to do self-reflection and i even acknowledge that i have been talking about it a lot my poor co-workers are probably super annoyed with hearing about it. Like, Jesus, give this girl a house already. So, no, I'm not going to talk about it. I want to talk about the fact that Millie Bobby Brown is engaged at 19 years old. Jesus. Like, you can't you can't be a convincing 15-year-old on Stranger Things when we know in real life you're about to get married and do big adult things. You know a lot of the shows we watched growing up where people were portraying know, like middle schoolers and high schoolers were like 27, yes, right? Yes, yes. I just, y- yes. There, what character was it? Bonnie from um, Vampire, Vampire Diaries or whatever. I forget her real name. She's a black actress, very, very pretty. I forget her name. She's been in a lot of shows and she perpetually plays like a teenager, but she's like 30. Um yeah, I get it. I'm just like, whoa, when I saw that. And they're like, we've been together two years. And they're like, I've had three summers with you. And now I want to have the rest of the summers for life with you. And I'm like, girl, you are 19 years old. 
that, those were COVID times, so it might have been like nine years because mm-hmm. so much time together. But on that note, last thing, and you're actually the wrong person, but I mean, you would ask me to offer it, and I already have in some ways. Any any single or dating advice for Taylor Swift? Um, throw in the towel. I complete that a thousand percent. <laughs> like there, you know what? Live be okay. Don't tell my husband. He doesn't listen anyway. Thank God. Like living a, a f- not saying my life isn't fulfilling, but this fun kind of free life, it must be underrated. Like I had the best time, the best time. Wait, and I, you- I want that for everybody. You want to? You're telling her you should throw in the towel. Yeah, exactly. Throw in the towel because being free and like free from, you know, and I'm not saying I don't enjoy my marriage. I love my marriage and my husband, Got, but okay. also the, the like not having any ties to anyone and being able to free to be free to come as you go, come as you please and do what you want is underrated. Apparently go enjoy the hell out of your tour. Um, focus on that. Be good to your fans. Go do some charity that we'll never find out about because People were what I would have been. What's been my chorus for three years now? People were broken before COVID, and you mm-hmm. have been in a relationship since then. People are very broken now. Keep to your damn self and stay off the dating apps. I wonder what it is. I'm waiting on a book. Like I know that she's written. I guess she has written a book, but it's a it's a what is it called? Your sonography a, a whatever of bi- all of a bi- you know what biography? i mean no not a biography if you put together all of her songs that's about a breakup or a man what is it called <laughs> like you know what I mean? her biography is her music pathetic <laughs> i'm not you said it i'm not gonna say it but I want to know, like, six years with this one. This might have been her longest relationship. Oh, I thought for sure she yeah. was heading to the altar. Yeah, and not even that. Like, I just appreciated she seemingly. And I, uh, what do you know? What do I love about celebrity couples when they do this? Um, I don't know. Keep your goddamn business to your goddamn self. I guess so, but I want in this case, I want to know. I mean, maybe the, I the the public reason or whatever was they had rough patches and then they just they had one too many yeah whatever, whatever it is like i they seem to last longer when you keep your nose real private and i guess so it's hard to do that especially when you're one of the most famous people on earth so i applaud her and implore her to stay out the dating apps even the ones where you have to make like five million dollars to be on and be like a 10 out of a 10 stay off people are messed up who do we want to see her with next? Because we know nobody. Well, if you, if you listen to some people on the internet, just another girl. Just what? Some pe- there is a there is a large swath of fandom that believes this was so private because she's a lesbian. Oh, hmm. you, you never heard that? No. Oh, look up Taylor Swift lesbian on the internet. You will have some fun I mean, fun places. I like a butch. Le- I like a not a butch. Uh, I like a because I don't think that's appropriate language. I like a lesbian that uh, uh, is male presenting. I'll take it. You want to date? Uh, it's a shame. Uh, Lexi's married. Um, well, I'm married, so. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Wait, I think when you go away from the sex that you're married to, you have a little bit of latitude. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell him. There's been a couple times where we've been out downtown, and I'm like, "Hey, I'd leave you for her." Once He's super- like, "I know, I'd leave me for her too." 
One super last thing. Did you have you watched Succession? No, not even close. Okay. I think I, I'm boycotting it at this point. How come? I don't know, because I know it's good. I just don't feel like it almost seems just a little boring for me. So I don't feel like diving into it. I think it's very good, but you know what? Mm. It's not for me. I, I, I could shut it off and not watch it anymore. It's it's very good, and uh, Macaulay Culkin's brother is like laugh out loud funny because mm, Kieran. He, yes, the stuff he says, like you can't believe it's coming out of his mouth. Half of it is because it's so vulgar. The other half <laughs> is because like you're thinking the same thing. And um, do you know who Matthew McFadden is? No, you'd know the you'd know when you saw him. Um, mm-hmm. He plays like this, this, this ditz, mm-hmm. and they take him out for his bachelor party. And uh, okay, so this is gonna get very graphic. Okay, okay. So they go to his bachelor party with like a warehouse. It's a warehouse orgy of drugs and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he hook, and you don't see this, but he hooks up with this girl. He, uh, I think he jerks off in her mouth and then she kisses him and puts it back in his mouth and then he's like well you know it's not really uh he's a bachelor party so he's engaged you know it's not really cheating if you drink your own splooge <laughs> oh he was the he was the groom yes oh god no oh i mean i've heard of that before i know that's a thing some people are into that kind of thing but but he, not a groom but his, his ditzy way of saying it and believing it was hysterical HBO, man. They're really coming with the porn. Okay, I love you, and I'll talk to you later. Love you, too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.